Welcome to Illinois Family Spotlight, a conversation about faith, family, freedom, the state of Illinois, our nation, and conservative action. Here's David Smith and Monty Larrick. Thanks for making Illinois Family Spotlight part of your day. I'm Monty Larrick. And this is David Smith, Hello. the executive director of the Illinois Family Institute and Illinois Family Action. Lawmakers, Dave, could act on extreme pro-abortion legislation. House Bill 2495 declares that the unborn child has no rights under the law. It removes all late-term limits on abortion. It removes abortion-related conscience protections for doctors, nurses, and hospitals. It even forces churches to provide abortion coverage in their health insurance plans. Yes. Meantime, House Bill 2467 repeals the Illinois Parental Notice of Abortion Act, even though the state provides judicial bypass for underage girls. The Reverend Cesar LaFleur is joining with IFI in opposing this legislation. He's one of the founders of the Southland Coalition for Life, Pastor LaFleur, thanks for being here. Yes, tell he's us an amazing about... pro-life leader. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I'm honored to be here. Well, tell yeah. us about the Southland Coalition for Life. Well, you know, when Planned Parenthood uh, snuck and opened up a center in Flossmoor under the cover of darkness and opened it up on Martin Luther King's birthday. Right off of I-80. Right off of I-80. A coalition of people came together and said, God would have us to do something about this. Amen. And so we formed the Southland Coalition for Life. Uh, Dennis and Chris Cortez, Dr. Richard Mantuan, and others, Eric, Dr. Eric Wallace and Jennifer Wallace, Amen. and myself. And we came together, and we started praying and asking God, what would you have us to do about this? And, of course, you know, God spoke, and he gave us three distinctive things to do. First of all was to educate the community about who and what Planned Parenthood is and what their agenda is and what it's all about. So we launched an education effort. The other one was to open up a center where we could provide services for women uh, that would give them another choice, another option, uh, rather than choosing the services of Planned Parenthood. And so we decided we wanted to open up a Women's Pregnancy Help Center. And then we wanted to launch a campaign of prayer. Now, I should have said that one first because that was the most <laughs> important one to me because nothing else we do matters unless we really seek the move of God's Spirit. It's got to be covered in prayer. But out of that, we uh, partnered with Aid for Women, and we worked, and God blessed and moved and made the funds and everything available for us to open up a Women's Pregnancy Help Center right next door to Planned Parenthood. If that isn't the hand of God. That's the hand of God. And so, <laughs> and it, it's been opened up for, for several months now, uh, seeing women, and uh, God has been blessing. We've had two cycles of three cycles of the 40 days for life prayer vigil out there well we've had intercessors out on the street praying and that's every spring and fall every spring and fall and god has done some amazing things out there a baby's life was saved amen uh, actually i got an opportunity to share that at your conference that you had not that's long right. ago whereas because of intercession and prayer and in the presence of god's people uh, a mind and heart was changed, and a baby's and life And that's was the saved. one we know about. We don't know about well, the others the who others, may absolutely. be driving by, intending to go in, and yeah. then they see you out in front, and they were praying, God, give me a sign. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and, there, a, and there's the sign. And there's the sign. <laughs> and also, you know, every time I went out and prayed, I said, God, show me something yes. uh, so that I could be encouraged in what we're doing is the right thing. Yeah. And one day I was out there praying. Actually, I set an altar of prayer 
up out there. So even after the 40 days were over, I used to go out every week and just pray by Amen. myself. Amen. And a lady showed up one day and she said, I want to come out and I want to be here because God blessed me. And she told me her story. Her name was Sarah. And she said that when she was 16 years old, she was pregnant and she wanted to abort, abort her child. And so she said she got her money together, saved it up. And so she went to have the procedure. And on the day of her procedure, she said God changed her heart. Oh. And she started, She was three months pregnant at that time. Wow. And so she started crying out, crying out, God, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. And she was in the room. She said, I don't know what to do. I've paid him the money. I'm already in the room. I, I don't want to do this, though. The lady came back in and said, Sarah, we have a problem. She goes, what's the problem? She goes, you're not pregnant. She goes, what do you mean I'm not pregnant? Say, you're not pregnant. And they had to let her go. They refunded her money, let her go. <laughs> Six months later, she had a baby girl. What? <laughs> so, but it just showed what the power of God is able to do. God blinded their eyes. B what blinded their eyes or whatever he did. Stuffed their ears. <laughs> <laughs> but he saved the life of that child. So I just slow that story to say that wow. I, I encourage everyone to make that your number one Goal. Yes, pray. This is to pray. Amen. Pray about this because this is a spiritual wickedness. You know, the Bible tells us we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We're not fighting against people. Right. It's spiritual wickedness. It is spiritual warfare. Absolutely. It's warfare, absolutely. Let me go back to the first two yes, sir. items mm -hmm. that you talked about. Number one, you know, for us, we're policy wonks, right? Mm -hmm. We're in this battle. We've been in the battle for a long time. So we know who Planned Parenthood is. Mm -hmm. And I, I am troubled when you say, that you have to educate people mm -hmm. on who Planned Parenthood is. But I know it's true mm -hmm. because there's so many people out there who don't know That's right. mm -hmm. who Planned Parenthood is. Mm -hmm. So I want to ask you to, to tell us just a little synopsis. Who is Planned Parenthood? And then secondly, about the choices. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Planned Parenthood doesn't give choices, mm -hmm. right? That's, it's mm -hmm. chemical abortion or surgical abortion. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's basically it in birth control, right? right? you got to get that. Right? Uh, and the birth control, right. they, they kind of um, hang their hat on the mm -hmm. fact that it will fail. That's right. You know. Mm -hmm. So anyway, go ahead. Planned Parenthood is a descendant organization from Margaret Sanger, who was a eugenicist, a person who believed in certain births, good birth and bad birth. They believed in certain races being superior to others. And so they believed that you needed to control the population. That of sounds the least, like somebody. Of the, yeah. Of the, right, of the least favored races. And, of course, blacks and even feeble-minded so whites. Right, you know, so they were undesirables. Undesirables. In fact, in one quote, she called us human weeds, you know, that had to be weeded out. Boy, it does sound like somebody else. Absolutely. And so, so she, uh, Planned Parenthood, she started the American Eugenics Society, and Planned Parenthood is a descendant organization for that. Now, Planned Parenthood misrepresents themselves. You know, they say there's a women's health center. But you're absolutely right. The options that they offer you are birth control and abortion. You know, because other things like women's health, we know they don't provide mammograms nope. or any of those other things That's right. that would be associated. And they are still carrying on the racist agenda of Margaret Sanger. Explain that. Because Planned Parenthood targets black and brown communities. That's right. 75% of their facilities are located within walking distance of black and brown communities. You can always see when Planned Parenthood opens up a center, just look around. Somewhere within walking distance is going to be a black high school or a black community because that is the target area. Public transportation? Public transportation. They want to make it really easy to get to them. And what the one in Flossmoor is right off of I-80, and so it can accommodate people coming across from maybe Indiana? Indiana, absolutely. You know? Accessible to that. So they plan that because they have a target market. I, I explained to Gary, people. Gary, Indiana. 
black yep. black females, just the females, we make they make up six percent of the population, but they are sold thirty four to forty percent of the abortions. Ouch! Why is that so? Because they've been targeted for it. They're sold it, and they're deceived by Planned Parenthood as if Planned Parenthood is fighting for their rights. Mm. Irma Claudia Craven said, other than the right to abort herself, the black woman had had to fight tooth and nail for every other right. So you didn't want to let us have the right to vote or any of the that we want or those other things. Yet you want to make sure we have the right to abort our children. So what do you think when J.B. Pritzker, our new governor, back in January, I believe it was January, he said he wants to make Illinois the most progressive state in the Midwest for abortion. What would you say to him? We use progressive. With, in quotes, uh, in air quotes, quotes yeah. scare quotes. <laughs> I say to him that in the race to the bottom of the pit of depravity, J.B. Pritzker has put his foot on the accelerator and he is hammering down, putting us out in the front. Illinois it, yeah. is, 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 is competing with states like New York and Virginia and others right. to try to find out who can become the most anti-life, pro-death, and they mask it all as if this progressivism right. is something good, as if we're opening up some opportunity. And we're the not. trend on the left is to actually move to post-birth abortion. Absolutely. That's, I mean, that is frightening to think about this. But J.B. Pritzker has help from uh, various Chicago lawmakers, mm-hmm. um, which is scary. But the good news is, thus far, the pro-life community in Illinois has been very vigilant, very outspoken. We flooded on March 20th. We flooded the Capitol with over 4,000 pro-lifers. We shut the Capitol down. And the bills are right now stalled. But we know. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Michael Madigan, with the help of J.B. Pritzker, this bill may not remain stalled. That's right. These bills, I should say, mm-hmm. should, may not remain stalled. And so we need to remain vigilant all the way through the end of this session, which is May 31st, and then again when it when uh, when the they re Re-con- when they reconvene mm-hmm. in the fall mm-hmm. in the next year in mm-hmm. 2020. Well, Absolutely. could they take action on this like in a special session of the legislature? They could, but they would need super majorities at that time of okay. votes. So it's unlikely but, but it's still pending any time in this two-year session, 2019 and 2020. That's right. Well, let me ask you. Know, you. Just one other thing I would recommend is that we don't just focus in on mobilizing the pro-life community, but it comes down to that because, absolutely, we want to stand up against those things. Well, what you're doing is so vital. You have to educate, you have to educate what Planned Parenthood mm-hmm. is doing. Absolutely. And then, on the other hand, mm-hmm. what is life and when does it begin? Absolutely. And there's an Oxford study that just came out mm-hmm. recently that mm-hmm. says that they could detect heartbeats in some cases as early as 16 days there you go yeah. most women don't know they're pregnant yeah. at 16 days absolutely <laughs> and we have to push back against the uh, the lies of the enemy because we're taken captive by the lie i was yeah, just right. watching uh and i don't know why i punished myself by watching cnn yeah. but i was watching the chris cromwell program last night and rick santorum yes. was debating some liberal woman i won't even try to call her name but of course she said something that It shocked my friend. We were sitting there watching it together when she said, when a woman gets pregnant, that thing within her is not a human being. Ugh. She said this on national television. Wow. And Chris Cuomo didn't push back, and he wouldn't let Rick Santorum get back at her. But that's the attitude of the people who are being deceived to think that what we're talking about is just some inanimate object. We're talking about children. 
with heartbeats and brain waves, right. and, the, and and they've been conceived through the will of God. And so how can we just casually talk about... A unique know? human being with its own blood type and its own DNA. That's a human Human being. DNA. That's right. It's a <laughs> human being. Yeah. yeah. And that's where the Southland Coalition for Life comes in. Absolutely. Right. To educate people about what the issue is all about, uh, to sift through all of the noise and the rhetoric and get down to what's important. And so you're on the front line mm-hmm. in Flossmore, in the south suburbs, in the Southland is what we call Call it right. right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're you're not nationwide. You're here on the front lines doing battle, hearts and minds. Uh, with the truth. Absolutely. And it's vital. So Absolutely. thank you. Right. Caesar. And a group of other individuals as well. No, no. So I, you can't yet. do it alone. That's I know. Right. It, yeah. You know, and, and that's why mm-hmm. we need to help them. Do you have a website? Uh, South of Coalition for Life. Yeah. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. For dot .com or dot .org or dot something org. like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very good. All right. We'll continue our conversation with Caesar LaFleur on this edition of Illinois Family Spotlight after these messages. People are talking a lot about health care these days. There are so many changes, so many questions. As Christians, where can we turn for answers? At Samaritan Ministries, we believe the answer is in Jesus Christ, working in the lives of His people, demonstrating Christian community by sharing each other's medical needs, scripturally, faithfully. Here's just part of Brett's story in his own words. When I reflect on Samaritan Ministries, the biggest thing that stands out to me is that we, as a body of believers, are living out New Testament Christianity. This idea that Samaritan has adopted from the Book of Acts should permeate all parts of our lives, not just health sharing. It it, it has a profound impact on people like me and my wife. Brett is just one of over 200,000 members who are sharing over $23 million in medical needs each month. If you'd like to experience what it's like to partner with other Christians for your health care needs and you'd like to see what other members are saying, visit MySamaritanStory.org. This is Albert Moeller for Townhall.com. Facebook has removed seven people identified as extremists. The New York Times reported it this way. After years of wavering about how to handle the extreme voices populating its platform, Facebook evicted seven of its most controversial users, many of whom are conservatives, immediately inflaming the debate about the power and accountability of large technology companies, end quote. Louis Farrakhan of the Nation of Islam and Alex Jones of the InfoWars website were among those evicted. But the Times made a point of identifying them as conservative. Are we looking at a more ominous threat? The question is, is this the beginning of excising all unwanted speech from Facebook? We don't have any assurances that this is not the case. And we know well the political and cultural climate at Facebook. When you consider the fact that 2.4 billion people on the planet use Facebook, we have every reason to be concerned. I'm Albert Moeller. This is Illinois Family Spotlight. Monty Larrick here along with David Smith. And we're joined by the Reverend Caesar LaFleur, one of the founders of the Southland Coalition for Life and the executive director of the Beloved Community Development Coalition. Pastor, a year ago, I heard you speak at a pro-life family conference about prayer. You kind of talked about this earlier, but let's let's really emphasize this. Yes. You know, we're up against it with this extreme pro-abortion legislation mm-hmm. uh, Lawmakers want to legalize, and the governor wants to legalize high-potency marijuana. Mm. They want more gambling. Boy, there's a lot to pray about, Mm -hmm. but we don't pray. That's right. 
<clears throat> Tell us. We don't pray enough. Not- we don't pray enough, and many times we pray amiss. You know, we, we pray in the wrong direction, and we pray from the wrong position a lot, I say. You know, one of the things that God revealed to me, uh, I was in Dayton, Ohio, with a group of pastors, and, and we were having a conversation about what our next steps would be, and sounded like we were saying the same thing over and over again. We've been here before. We've talked about these things. We've had these same, you know, conversations before. And they asked me, they said, Pastor, would you go home and would you pray? And just hear what God is saying for you would be our first steps. Mm. And during that prayer, God spoke to me very clearly. Uh, you know, the scripture says, if the Lord doesn't build a house, the laborers laboreth in vain. If the Lord doesn't keep the city, the watchman waketh in vain. And I thought about that. The thing that we're dealing with is a spiritual problem. It is. And human solutions will never address spiritual problems. That's it. You know, it just won't fit it. What's going to have to happen is there have to be a move of God's spirits to change the appetites and the hearts of people where all of our teaching and talking and politicking and all of those things, those are good efforts. And I applaud everyone who continues to do that. But it's not going to make a world of difference if the Lord doesn't come and move because we cannot talk people out of their deception. The Holy Spirit has to awaken them as he awakened us. So what you're saying is we need a revival. We need a revival, a spiritual awakening in the land yes. and a revival in the church because the church <laughs> is right. asleep when it comes down to this. That's right. right now, there are thousands of churches in the Chicagoland area who are asleep on this issue. That's they don't right. talk about it. They don't do anything about it. They just put their head in the sand and ignore it. And babies are dying every day. That's right. There's a loss of respect for the sanctity of life. That's right. God's masterpiece creation, life is being mishandled, and the people of faith are not speaking up about it. Scripture talks clearly about innocent blood being shed and how it cries out to the Lord for justice. Right, and he said, your skirts are full of blood, of the souls of the poor and innocent. And he said, because you say you haven't done it, your anger is going to be turned from me. God says, I'm holding you responsible. Pastor, yes, I want want you to tell me what you think of this. So this is what I've been thinking over the years as I've studied this as well. Um, You know, the Lord is going to judge us yes. corporately yes. as a nation. Yes. Not just he is going to judge us individually, that's, don't get me wrong. Right. Mm-hmm. But he also judges us as churches. That's right. And as a state and as a nation. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it occurs to me that when he was teaching the disciples the Lord's prayer, it wasn't um, um, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, mm-hmm. thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Lead us not into temptation, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It wasn't Lead me not mm-hmm. in temptation. Absolutely. Lead us and deliver us That's right. from evil, mm-hmm. not deliver me from absolutely. evil. Absolutely. Remember when Nehemiah prayed, mm-hmm. he talked about me and my household. Just, yeah. So absolutely, there's a judgment that comes on us as a people. And you know, as at one point, we can see that we're experiencing yeah. the judgment of God. That's right. But here's the hubris of man. Because yeah. if you look in Second Chronicles when he talks about the conditions for answered prayer, when he says humble themselves, yeah. we are so proud that we cannot even humble ourselves even under the obvious hand of God's judgment. Yeah. We see all these things going on. We go, yeah, but God wouldn't, God wouldn't do that. You know, that's not what that is. That's exactly what it is. God is crying out his disapproval of the way the land is going. And we're calling out, God, help us, help us, help us. He says, but I can't help you like you are. You need to humble yourself, pray, seek me, and repent. Stop doing the wicked things. Then I can answer your prayer. It occurs to me that um, Nineveh is a good example. Mm -hmm. God had mercy on Nineveh, Mm -hmm. sent a prophet, Mm -hmm. saved them, Mm -hmm. relented from his wrath. Mm -hmm. But then what happened? Years later, they reverted. Mm -hmm. They didn't listen to the next prophet Mm -hmm. that came to them. And... 
it was laid to waste. Absolutely. So we really need what we need the revival. We need the spiritual awakening. We need to turn back to the Lord. Our nation needs to have a revival, a return to the Lord. Jesus needs to be Lord. God needs to be worshiped and honored. The values of the Bible, God's values and principles must, must again be taught to the people and people have to obey. That's, that's right. the only way we're going to stave off the destruction that's to come. Peter talks about the day of the Lord. That's you right. know and <laughs> how terrible it is. He says now understanding that that day is coming, what how should we live? We should try to live holy and righteous lives. There's no other solution. But, and we're but not Caesar, gonna, mm-hmm. we're we're believers. We have nothing to worry about even mm-hmm. when the Lord comes back. Mm. Is that our attitude for our neighbors? Oh, God forbid. Amen. God forbid it would be that way. You know, he says, hey, warn the wicked of his ways. That's right. He says, I'm going to judge him for what he does. But if you don't warn him, I'm going to judge you as well. Mm-hmm. And how can we say that we have the love of God in us and watch our neighbors uh, condemn themselves to eternal damnation That's and right. see our nation be lost? I love our nation. Amen. I love people. Amen. And I know the horror that's to come to not only the nation, but the people, if we continue ignoring God. God is a righteous judge, but he's a God of wrath. Amen. And so we really need to, and we're experiencing it now, 63 million babies wow. have been lost. Wow. And, and and our kids are being shot down in the street. Yep. Just had a uh, a meeting with a pastor friend who said, man, my heart's a little heavy today because a young man I've been witnessing to and trying to mentor, his father used to be a gang member and drug addict, but now he's a minister and he's praying for his son and his son was shot dead in the street oh. yesterday right in front of our house. But I remind people all the time, as horrible as that is, how can we possibly expect that people are going to respect lives in the streets if we're not respecting the lives of the child in the womb? That's right. If there's this total disregard for the sanctity of life, if we don't value life, if life doesn't become precious, this was the thing Jesus said I came that you might have, life and might have it abundantly. abundantly. So the whole thing about appreciating this wonderful gift of life, it's it's a wonderful gift. From the, from the very concept of it That's right. all the way through, the way we come into the world, God allows us to participate with him in the creative process to create human beings. Yep, yep, and advance his kingdom. And advance his kingdom. Yep. And, and, we, and we're just, we're treated like it's a dirty rag. And so God's going to have to move on the hearts of this nation. Amen. Call us to repentance and, and bring the church to repentance. And at the and end of that out. Lord's prayer, it says, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's right. That that's will be what done. he wants. Thy kingdom come. come. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> thy kingdom come. And that's the, the kingdom of God is a is a present thing. We're not waiting. And I'm getting off on a preaching tangent. That's right. We're not waiting to get to somewhere in So glory. you're saying we're empowered already. Right now. Amen. The church of Jesus Christ is the most powerful entity in the world, but we're living like paupers because we don't recognize the power that's available to us. So we have to connect to the Holy Spirit, rise up, repent, and move forward. Amen. Thank God for you know, organizations like yours and others who are standing up under the Spirit of God. Well, you know, we are seeing some positive signs yes Mm -hmm. uh in ohio in georgia Georgia. as of today Today, when we're recording this Mm -hmm. they have signed into law heartbeat yes amen it's so amazing in this day and age that we could get there uh but you look at illinois Mm -hmm. and what's happening here and i gotta admit i don't know that we can get it done here unless we have God's intervention. We have to have a revival. Illinois 
first of all, here's good news for those people who believe in the, the prophetic word of God. I believe with other pastors that Illinois, Chicago, and Strickland is going to be a ground zero for a move of God's spirit that's going to go out. From your lips to God's ears, amen. Amen, and believe it so. <laughs> other people believe it as well. And Illinois is, boy, wouldn't it be great if God can transform this state and turn this state around. We're going to have to have that before we're going to have a political turnaround. It would be exciting to be part of that. Wouldn't that be? It would, it, it would, it would be amazing. So yeah. I'm God well speaking to me, and I hope others as well, to have that kind of faith Let's to believe that, that, that God is able to yes. do that, you know, because God is able to, to save nations. And so I really believe that that's necessary in Illinois to turn us around Especially when we see, like our our governor saying, progressive has become an easy way. Yes, right. To talk about leftists, far know. left wing. Absolutely. So <laughs> they don't even want to identify themselves with what they are. Right. But you hear some of the things that are coming out of their mouths and some of the things that they're proposing. That's way out there, and they make it sound appealing to the ears of the people, which that's is right. why we need the awakening and the education. But uh, Illinois, and needs we to need be to expose around. what what they mean when they couch it under progressive. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I call it regressive. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. And we need to reframe it that way. Absolutely. Yeah. They're calling this big abortion bill a, a health care bill, a mm -hmm. reproductive health care right. bill. But what kind of health care requires a dead baby? Yeah. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense at all. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's why it's so important that you continue your good work on multiple fronts. In fact, one of the fronts that you're involved on uh, is the Cure Conference, and you're going to be having this coming up in June. Absolutely. Um, uh, mm -hmm. Your second annual right. Cure Conference featuring people like Star Parker. Right. Let me let you talk about that well, a little Cure bit. Well, Cure is the Center for Urban Renewal and Education right. run by Star Parker in Washington, D.C. We have started Chicago affiliate chapter, uh, Cure Chicago. Okay. And last year we had the Summit for Solutions on West Garfield Park dealing with the issue of community violence. This year, Summit for Solutions, for Solutions 2. And we're dealing with the issue of gentrification yes. and displacement, where we're dealing with the issues of how communities of citizens, when they come in and they improve the neighborhoods, the people are displaced. And so we're talking about ways to maintain stability in communities by home ownership and violence prevention. Uh, Dr. Ben Carson is going to come in. He's going to be one of our speakers. Did you say that again? Ben Do Dr. Carson. Dr. Ben Carson from HUD. Uh, is going to come, and he's going to be our speaker. It's June 20th. June it's 20th. going to be held at Chicago Hope Academy. Uh, that's 28189 West Bowler. You can actually find out more about it by going to the Cure website, which is www.cure.org. Cure.org. Okay. Urban Cure. I'm sorry. www.urbancure.org to find out more about it. It's June 20th through 21st. On the 20th, we have workshops where we're going to feature uh, people like um, uh, Michael Allen. Pastor Michael Pastor Allen Michael from Uptown Allen, Baptist absolutely. Church. Stephanie Trussell from WLS Radio is going to host and MC. Dr. Ben Carson, Bob Muzikowski, who founded Chicago Hope Academy. Good. Amazing story. I want people to, to, to Google him, Muzikowski, uh, Chicago Hope Academy, which is a wonderful jewel of education, Christian education as a high school on the west side. On the west side. On the Good. west side, right. And several other speakers. Corey Brooks is going to be uh, one of our speakers and uh, Ricky Guyton. So there's just going to be a full day of every information 
and and then we're talking about a mobilization strategy to move forward. Once we talk about these things, we want to put together some vehicles to help roll them out so people can use them to stabilize their neighborhoods. Okay, so that's June 20th in Chicago. Yes. And the website is urbancure.org. That's right. And I'm sure they have events page. Go look for that. Absolutely. And, uh, and put it on your calendar. And uh, I'm sure, uh, Caesar, you're going to um, announce it in the near future Absolutely. and get the information about tickets and all that other stuff. Absolutely, because the conference is free. Conference is free. Right. Did the you hear that? The Monty? conference is free. That should have been. I should have led with that. <laughs> one. Right. The conference is free, okay. and people can always. I, you mind me giving my phone number up? Yes, if, if you're okay with I'm it. I'm okay with it. Seven zero eight seven zero eight three seven eight three seven eight four seven one two. Four seven one two, and I'd be happy to answer any questions that people have about how to get. You know, it's free, uh, limited space. We're only gonna be able to put about four hundred people in there. Only four hundred. Uh, about about four hundred. That's people. good. Yeah. So <laughs> a one day conference, two days. It's a one day conference, and then it's gonna be a lunch for leaders and pastors the following day. Okay. And that's gonna be a private lunch, and so we, that's by invitation. Okay. Only, but the uh, the workshops are gonna be on. But the if floor. they're a pastor or a Christian leader, uh, school, a Christian school leader, they should try to come to this. Um, this breakfast. Absolutely. This or, should, is it a breakfast or a lunch? A lunch. It's a lunch, right. And they should call me. Those are the ones that really want to call me, those individuals who are pastors and leaders, because we what, want you to What's uh, Caesar's phone number again there, Monty? The phone number is 708-378-4712. That's Caesar LaFour. That's right. That's Monty Larrick just said my phone number. <laughs> <laughs> call him at 1 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, yeah. do that. <laughs> hey, if you want him to do your voicemail, uh, he can record a voicemail for you. I'm going to get no, you no. Good. <laughs> We're going to farm them out to do personal voicemails. (laughs) Pastor, we really didn't get into the work of the beloved Community Development Corporation. Which is another front he's on. Uh, Give us a word on that. Well, the beloved community, the projects that we're working on now, that's our, our main focus, is opening up women's pregnancy help centers in the black community. Uh, I support and I've always supported and applaud those women's help centers, yes. you know, in Flossmoor and other places. But most of the clientele comes from neighborhoods like ours. Yep. And so we think that we need to have some located conveniently in our own neighborhood that can serve as forward staging areas, not only to provide that resource for women in these uh, situations where they can get the counseling and the help and the support they need to make a decision for life, but also to be a forward staging area for some values that yes. We want to see communicated into our community about sexual morality, about family. So discipling people. Absolutely. Why we want to talk to Illinois family. And, you know, we're looking at uh, uh, Harvey, which we already have a property in Harvey that we're renovating to to launch by September. And we're looking for Roseland. So we want to open up two centers. And as I mentioned to you in a conversation, in each one of our centers, we want to have an Illinois family office so that we can have ministry to inform and educate and help support families in our community. What a wonderful vision, yes. Good idea. So this is needed, and people need to know that there are options out there and and that there's help. So visibility is important. So Harvey, Roseland, Flossmoor, mm -hmm. very important. Um, But also advertising to get the word out Mm -hmm. uh, that they're there for people. Absolutely, absolutely. And that's what we want to do. We want to be a present help in our communities to provide another option, a really good friend of mine, Sylvia Johnson in Houston, Texas, 
runs the Houston Pregnancy Centers. She has one in the Fifth Ward, which is the roughest neighborhood in Houston. And they see 3,000 women a year wow. at that facility. Wow. And they give the gospel to every one of Amen. them. Amen. And what I just was at Southside where you spoke at their banquet and the woman with the wonderful testimony That's right. about coming in as a client and being discipled and God saved her. And now, yep. you know, she's a, she's got a beautiful a, child. Beautiful child. Yep. You know, family, a born again believer talking right. about Jesus. You know, I'm saying, wow, that's the father, what it's about. And the father's in the life. In the you life. Know, that's yeah, awesome. I saw him there as well. That's right. I was sitting back there with tears. I said, I'm, I'm crying like a little baby. <laughs> but it was a beautiful thing. But, uh, but it's one thing to open these facilities mm-hmm. like in Flossmoor. Mm-hmm. Sustainability. That's that's what we were, you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, tell us, uh, you know, uh, unless there's sustainability, the work is kind of uh, Absolutely. goes and, to not. And this is a huge faith challenge because one of the things that we really prayed about, because quite honestly, you know, this, it's different in certain communities where people have greater access to funds and resources and their funders are, you know, we have to raise up another whole level of support. Yeah. And so we were blessed to get our first grant through Heartbeat International, which is just a start startup grant. Yep. What well, we appreciate it, you know, and it's given us information about how to raise funds and things like that. But we need to create a whole new pool of supporters. And we're really looking at the churches. Amen. You know, the churches really need to be the ones in our community. Uh, I heard one of the pastors at Southside said that they have a line item for uh, Southside Pregnancy Center. And I said, more churches need to have a line item to support this kind of ministry. Amen. And so actually we're looking to mobilize. We're working with a group called Churches for Life to go around and building life teams in churches. And life teams, now they are the ones who kind of advance the culture of life within the church. Yep. And so then that becomes our connecting points in the churches to raise up support. But we have to raise another whole level of support. There needs to be a lot more black dollars going into supporting. But we're going to be going to all of the people who God Amen. will give in the heart to support us. So, yeah, we will be asking for support. Yep. But God's got, we, we're, we're trusting in God more than anything else. The Church of Jesus Christ needs to stand up. Yes, it really does. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's uh, the Reverend Caesar LaFleur. His phone number is 708-378-4712. He's with the Beloved Community Development Coalition and one of the founders of the Southland Coalition for Life. Go to their websites, get all that good info. Uh, Dave? And don't forget urbancure.org to find out about that June 20th Summit for Solutions. Right. Now, Dave, we have an ongoing fight to uh, raise funds for Illinois Family Institute. How can folks help? Well, visit our our website, either illinoisfamily.org and hit the contribute button or ifiaction.org and hit the donate button. Now, there are two different websites, two different organizations. One's a C3, which does issue advocacy, and we can't get involved in politics and partisan issues. The the C4, which is this podcast hosted at, uh, can get into political things and say, uh, you know, we don't support certain candidates that, like, for example, support progressive abortion bills in Springfield, right? So um, Regressive abortion. Regressive. Bills. There you go. Very regressive, in fact. So we thank you for listening to this podcast. And I urge you to uh, please share this podcast on social media. And if you're uh, one of those Apple listeners, you can even write a review and help us get a little more visibility because folks need to hear about these things. And we're only once a week... Uh, a short podcast, but uh, we have important topics and important guests who share vital information uh, about what's going on in the state of Illinois uh, and 
for the Christian community. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you, Pastor. God bless you. Thank you. God bless everyone. And thank you, folks, for listening. God bless you. Until next time, join us again on Illinois Family Spotlight. Thank you for listening to Illinois Family Spotlight. For more information, please visit us at ifiaction.org and look for us on Facebook and Twitter. If you would like to email us questions or comments, please do so at feedback at ifiaction.org. Until next time, stay engaged and keep your eyes on the prize. 